Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Yusuf Fari. Yusuf Fari is a Canadian artist who is fascinated and curious about design. He uses his creativity to develop dreamlike and surreal visuals inspired by film, music, video games, post art, and streetwear. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a, it's a pleasure and honor to be here. Uh, invited and be, being hosted in this interview. Wonderful. So what made you decide to venture into art and design? Well, the journey began when I was uh, in college. And I know the States and Quebec is totally different in terms of educa- educational system. So I was always interested in um, the arts and video game, movies and, and such, but I never knew where to begin. So I went to college for that and I did more than just um, photo editing. I did video, audio, 3D, web design, but I continue more to be in the simpler things mm. in terms of like a digital collage and such. So I had internship. I had, I was hired in different places to become a graphic designer. And currently I'm still, even though it's more uh, government work related, but I still still do art. So this, this is where I thought that, okay, if I can grow as an artist and dive into what I initially loved since a, a young age, this is where I begin to venture into the artist world. Lovely. So what is your design process like? How do you approach creating a new piece of work? This is very interesting because from project to project, I think that the bases are the same but the final result is different in, in a certain way. So I always try to inspire myself seeing other artists work uh, on Instagram, that they have a similar start, a similar, similar style than me. And then I try to adapt it on my own. And what I found also very much interesting recently is I try to incorporate more of my Moroccan culture into uh, my art pieces which I think I've already done, but I want to go more in depth about uh, about that in terms of uh, creating and developing new style in, in some way. So I try to get picture that I can find um, easily edit, but also I try to challenge myself in some uh, video uh, photos that I can easily cut some parts that I don't that I don't want, and then I try to mix uh, with different colors, vibrant. I try to stay more in terms of the seasons as well. But then again, it's like every every piece is different. So I try to make it very much uh, different. That's lovely. Um, so you did mention that you are um, originally from Morocco. So what kind of um, visuals from your culture um, did you say kind of inspired you to create your own work now? I would say the not the monuments, but the buildings as well. Uh, the vibrant colors of blue. Uh, there is a city in Morocco called Shifshawan, which is like the, the blue city 
uh, it's referred as that. Mm-hmm. So I try to incorporate more also of like the the desert, like the sand, the dunes, and everything. And I try to really go with the warm colors, not like very aggressive colors, but just colors that you can see and feel comfortable with mm. uh, how you view them. So like orange, yellow, red, a bit of purple. So I try to manage a little bit uh, into incorporating those colors in my artwork. Even though there some are not related to Morocco, I try to navigate into, into them. That's lovely. I did smile because when you mentioned you were from Morocco and I was just like, okay, that explains the vibrancy of the color just in terms of how you express where your inspiration stem from um, partially. What do you think makes your work unique? Um, I think everyone has uniqueness. Uh, we are all humans, so we are different even though we have the same basis in life. So for me, I think that just how I view the world and how I view certain scenes that I would like to travel, as I did mention in some other interviews with some, uh, with other places, um, such as the company that I uh, downloaded the software from. So I know that people, they have interview with Adobe. I mean, it's with uh, Affinity Serif. Mm-hmm. So I did have an interview a little bit with them. So I kind of went along that, uh, that slide in terms of, you know, my work is unique because I have the tools that I can, that facilitate my work. But then again, I, whenever I'm confronted with some challenges, I'm able to find ways through their forums or through their uh, like tutorials mm-hmm. in order for me to better my work. So I think that it's just your passion that makes it unique. And if you can see the the artwork of one artist, then you can decipher their, their style and then you continue on. To say that is unique, that is from that artist, that person. Very fascinating. Have you um, ever ventured into using different materials? Because I know your your work is primarily digital, but have you ever sketched before you went to the digital aspect of your work? It depends. It depends. Mm -hmm. Logo design, yes. But in terms of like digital collage, not not so much. I've Mm -hmm. tried a little bit, but I find it more easy to just mash up different elements together and like cut them, see what works, what um, pieces can work with the environment, what I can do in the background, foreground and middle ground in terms of uh, balancing everything. So I think that one one thing that I find my work to be unique, if I can track back to the previous question, is just, is everything balancing together? Mm -hmm. So it's not one element bigger than the other, but if I want to put the emphasis on one element, I'm sure I'm going to do it the proper way. So I try to validate with myself and like try to be a second second set of eye, mm-hmm. like the other person who would look at my art and not the eyes of the one who conceptualized the, the environment. How does your artwork reflect um, your own values? Like what do you hope to share with the world with your work? Um, creativity has no limit, I would say. And everyone is, is able to be creative in their own ways. Um, a lot of people, especially if I think, uh, if I take a reference and example in my workplace, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not an artist. I cannot do what you do. And I'm like, but if you know the basis, you can do it. So it's just a matter of trying your best, do what you can. Mm-hmm. And what I would say also my values, I have my own set of quality and defaults, just like everyone else. But I think that 
in my artwork is really, um, I show that I'm simple-minded. I'm open-minded uh, as well. I'm open to the world. I try to communicate with everyone and just share my creativity, creativity as well and my passion for, for art as like every day I see new content, new ways of doing art and, and such. So, so I just want to follow uh, alongside that. Mm-hmm. So you did share in college that you had um, some for, sort of training um, in terms of your education. But at what point were you a child where you realized that you were inclined to the creative side of things? If I can track back correctly, it was the first time when I went to see uh, the first Harry Potter. <laughs> so we had a school trip. We went into like a big theater and they showcased Harry Potter. And when they, the, the, the opening screen, like the, the title screen, so to say, where the clouds appeared and the, the title. Mm-hmm. When I went back home in my old computer, I went on paint and I tried to recreate what I saw. So I would say that it was that. And then again, it was mostly um, through video games where I would listen to sounds and see the visuals. So I always try to refer back to my childhood and see, okay, this is where you come from. So I, I would say that, um, I would not say that Harry Potter had a big impact in my life, but it's just that the fact that I saw a poster or an action, uh, action scene, not like fighting and everything, just mm-hmm. the movement of the, the title in the cloud. And when I went back home, I tried to recreate it on mm-hmm. an old software. Then I was like, okay, maybe that was the, the, the pivotal point. Uh, not, I'm not going to say my career, but just my love for, for design. That's fantastic. So you did mention that you started off uh, doing internships. What kind of internships did you do? Um, one of the internships that was mostly uh, uh, close to my heart and um, had a big impact was with the David Suzuki uh, mm-hmm. Foundation in Montreal. Okay. But that was mostly with graphic design. So very simple um, design for social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and other other platforms. And yeah, that's pretty much the internship that I did. The other one was a mandatory uh, for school, which I was met with a lot of challenge. I did not like that internship. Really, I was despising it. They, they thought that I could bring in a 3D model and a website. And I was like, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. They tried to go because when I, uh, when I sent in my, my resume, I, was, I, I intended to do um, what we call gamification. Okay. And to put it in simple words is to take elements from a video game and to put it into something that's not a video game. So what I can think about, okay, for example, Snapchat, you have a score, you have badges. Well, it's a social media, but you put in game, video game element. Mm-hmm. But for them, they thought that, oh, they could do the website as a video game. But I was like, it's not your targeted audience. It's not going to work. So that was one of the internships that I did not like. And the other one, it was more uh, relaxed. But I learned a a lot of things, even though the the tasks were simple and artworks. The the knowledge and the different tips, um, manipulation to do on the software, it really brought me into a new perspective in, in the workplace. 
So I love, I've spoken to um, a lot of creatives on this platform that are both graphic designers as well as um, doing their own personal work. (laughs) So I wanted to ask you, what do you prefer doing? Because I know when you're working with clients, um, it's a wonderful opportunity, but do you feel the most creative pursuing your own work or do you have different qualities where you feel like you can have freedom to do what you want to do in the graphic design world when you're working for a client? That's a very good question. Uh, to be fairly honest, I have my share fair of uh, good clients and not good clients, and that's just how things are. And even though I've, I didn't, I don't do uh, being an artist as a full time. Right. I had experience in customer service before, so I think that both of those aspects uh, mix well together. So I know how to deal with with clients in mm-hmm. in terms of okay if you want a work from me you have to guide me a little bit give me a, a guideline in terms of what you want and what you don't want and more than often I don't want to scramble my head so I'm like you know artworks are already made so you can just purchase it and that's it we right. we can just <laughs> we we can avoid back and forth and everything uh but I do think that if I'm giving a project that means that they trust my work and I'm doing my best to provide them with the better results. So I had mm-hmm. a few uh, musician um, singers and all that co- collaborated with me for one song or like an album. Are they recurrent? Not per se, but they always contact me if I'm available. And sometimes I, I had too many projects going on. So I'm like, at the moment I, I can't. Mm-hmm but I can uh, in other times. So it's just in terms of balancing both, both worlds is, are you able to, to have recurring clients and be booked full time all the time or do a small commission here and there? Mm-hmm. So it just depends on how the calendar goes. That's great. So would you say that you're usually working on a lot more commissions or how do you balance that with your own personal work or do you work at them simultaneously? I would say that whenever I get a commission, my personal work, I put them aside mm-hmm. because I don't want to like um, not balance my my time per se. But mm-hmm. it did happen that in the beginning I was working on both, not at the same time, but just like, okay, I divide my days and, and such. But sometimes I would do something on my personal work and I apply it to the commission work, the client work, and it worked well. So I'm, I was like, okay, I can balance both of mm-hmm. uh, the elements, but it just depends on the time and um, I wouldn't say difficulty, but just like how the client wants his work. Because sometimes they can be very precise and sometimes they can just left you like in the fog and yeah. just like what what is going on. And when you submit the work out of the blue, they change their attitude and it just it, it it doesn't make you feel good as an artist because it's not constructive criticism, it's destructive criticism. Mm-hmm. So this is where I'm like, okay, just how you talk to me, I can anticipate a little bit how you're gonna behave in terms of but you can be fooled a bit. You can be very surprised with people. Mm-hmm. So I like I said, I had my fair share of those type of uh clients. So I don't I don't go in that uh, in that range, I would say. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so I'm a visual artist myself and I, I'm a painter. Um, well, I'm a concentrated painter, but 
as artists, as you know, you kind of have to juggle what your titles are in certain aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, But I decided that I no longer want to do commissions. (laughs) So whatever I make is what's available, but I Mm -hmm. cannot do any personal projects at this time. (laughs) And um, so I can absolutely understand, you know, how you juggle and balance what you do. So what advice would you offer to aspiring artists like yourself, whether it's graphic design or personal art? I would say to not fear uh, what others will say. And it is difficult because everyone has their own personalities. And for me, I think it goes back to like when I was a kid, I was not much validated, blah, blah, blah. I'm not, it's not a therapy session, so I won't go into details, but just that the fact that even if you think that you are uh, rejected, nobody appreciates you and all, if you're able to showcase what you are able to create and what your mind is going through in terms of creating environment, characters, music, you know, whatever media you, you think you, you're good at, and even the book, you have people that starting to become famous by writing a book at 40 years old. Mm-hmm. So what stops you to to pursue what you want? It's just that don't get too involved with numbers on social media. I had some times where I was like, oh my God, only like 10 people like my work. What What is going on? And I try to post at different hours, try to post at different dates. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. I try to, you know, it's the world is going too fast mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So I would say do your best and whenever you get an opportunity to showcase your work, whether it's uh, a convention or an exhibition, try your luck. Try to put your your work out there. What I would suggest though is to be safe with your work. It's not to just submit to any places because some people, they would grab and steal your work. But I would say go with more um, places that are legit, legit, and they had success in terms of uh, exhibition before or convention, which I did one time in uh, the Comic-Con of Montreal mm-hmm. back in 20, 2018, if I'm not mistaken, 2018 or before the pandemic. I know that it was like really before the pandemic. And for me, I just like, okay, you know, I'm going to try my luck. What do I have to lose? And they were really surprised. They were like, it's the first time that we have an artist who showcase art that is not related to animes, manga, video game, wow. pop culture and, and such. So, and it respect the rules. So yeah, you can have a boot and you can sell your artwork. And that was it for me. I was like, okay, I'm motivated. Even though it was not the best experience, I did not sell like, I didn't make big profits. The experience though, with connecting with different people, networking, it helped me with like future commissions, future like, discussion with different artists so jump in the water but just be certain on where you you jump that would be my my advice that was <laughs> such amazing advice especially when you addressed social media, I believe that social media is like a soul crusher for artists because naturally we create you know for mm-hmm. for everyone and for ourselves but the moment you have something where you feel like you're being rated or you have to be validated with the acceptance of likes it really Mm -hmm. crushes you know what we what our mission is here to do which is just to share and 
to change the trajectory of how things are functioning or get people to think. But how do you do that in a space where it's almost like you feel judged or you feel like you have to receive acceptance in order for it to be seen? I I believe like people see your work, even though they don't like, you know, but that whole aspect of playing that social media game is really challenging. Very much. Yeah. So I totally agree. That's such great advice. You did mention about um, networking and how do you feel that has really maintained your um your flow or your your uh, ability to grow as a creative mm-hmm. i would say that you know it's difficult because everyone gets busy with their life and different events in their personal life not just our artists like but i would say that to be open to do collaboration mm-hmm. is one good thing uh even though you have different uh set of abilities and the medium is different. Uh, if I just can take an example of uh, Phenomena Lewis, which was uh, like I said featured in your in your podcast in your interview, I did commission, uh, I did collaborate with her, and her media is completely different than mine. Although in some of her hard artworks, it's similar to mine. But her, it's more like photo photography, photo editing, retouching, like certain elements of a photo. Mm-hmm. But we talked we went through different ideas and I'm like, this is what I have in mind. This is where I think it, it can go. The colors, it makes me think of that, that, that. And she was like, okay, you know, go, go for it. Mm. She provided me with the uh, a picture that, that she took and she's like, go for it. Like, do what you can. It's just show me what, what is being done and really it's just communicating. So I would say that networking goes through communication. If you are able to express your idea properly, it can help you and just not to aim for the bigger fishes, but if you are able to try your luck, if not just do bits by bits, collaborate with your inner circle, uh, artists that you follow that are similar to you or even other, other artists, like I said, writers and musician and mm-hmm. such, and just go on, continue and put your work out there and do not be shy to say, Hey, you know, if you have other people that need work, you know, throw my uh, throw my name out there and see what's going on. So it happened to me a few times, but then again, it's not everyone who goes through the same uh, path to the same uh, opportunities. But if you don't try, you will never know. That's fantastic. Um, so, how does your artwork communicate different emotions or messages in them? I would say with colors. Uh, colors color speak, speaks just without words. So I would say that whenever I would feel an emotion, an intense one, um, I'll try to communicate it in the most simple way in terms of my artwork. I've done a few artwork where I was really down, like I was really depressed and I didn't want to do anything, but I was like, if I'm able to communicate that by art and just, I don't care if I get like 10,000 likes or five, it's just, I'm going to put my word out there to like, not to gain attention, just like this is what someone can go through. And one of my pieces that I've done, I can't remember uh, what is, what is the name of it, what Mm -hmm. I titled it, but just how one picture I play with the colors. This is what I was feeling in my mind. Like Mm -hmm. my mind, how I was viewing 
what's what's going on with depression, sadness, and everything. That is exactly what I was going through. And a lot of people came back to me, either by uh, comments or direct messages, well, private messages or DMs, whatever, whatever you wish to call them. And they're like, "This is exactly how I feel." Wow. Like my mind goes through those colors and the, those patterns of like you don't know where to look. It's scrambled and also, you know, for me, it's, I don't know how to say that. Even in French, I don't know how to say it, but it's mm -hmm. like, you kind of feel good, but bad also. But like, you're saying to yourself, I was able to connect with someone through that. So it means that my art can have a good impact but like in, in, in a negative emotion and state of mind, but it's just to showcase that, okay, without going too much in details, you can do something simple and people can relate to it. So I would say that that is one thing that I try to do is relating on mm -hmm. how things can, can go. And I do my research a bit right. uh, on like, uh, not just like mental illness, but other emotion and how they, they are usually illustrated. And I try to recreate mm -hmm. it on my own. Very uh, interesting. In terms of emotion. I want I want to say that word is bittersweet. Okay. It's like was a, going... a positive and negative inclination to it, but it's you know, like it it's like it's not a yes or a no. It's I not wanted a to go negative to or that, positive to that word, but I was like, no, I'm <laughs> some, sure there yeah, is <laughs> something else. It could be, definitely. Exactly. <laughs> so um we have listeners on our podcast that are not artists. And I know that we've been talking and dabbling about, you know, digital art as well as graphic design. But how would you identify yourself as an artist to someone who's not a creative and describe what you do to them? Well, um, could you maybe like rephrase the question? Sure, um, absolutely. Just so I can be sure. English is my is not my first language. Don't worry. Don't worry. I totally understand. <laughs> so um, what I meant to ask is we have people on here that aren't artists. They're not artists. However, we've been talking a lot about what you do as a graphic designer on the side, but you also are a practicing artist. You have things that you do creatively that you don't do for other people. Mm -hmm. So if someone didn't know what you did or was not a creative, how would you identify yourself as an artist? Um, that's a, that's a difficult question because mm -hmm. really whenever some people, they, when they ask me who I am, like, what do I do? I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm a creator, like I, I'm yeah. a creative, but I'm not like a content uh, creator, just like doing vlogs and, and such. So I do what I know that I'm good at and what I'm best at. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to dabble in things that I don't know, but then again, I'm not going to restrain myself in not learning. So you have people that, do renovations, for example. They're not per se artists, uh, as the, the, the common definition of it, but you can see that they can transform an old room or something like that into a newer space. Mm. So even if for someone who don't consider themselves as artists, you are an artist. The, the mind has limitless imagination and creativity. So whatever you think that you can bring new into someone's life, whether it's words, uh, a new piece of uh, furniture, for example, you can do it just like by wood. Even though you don't have a, a training or you have a scholarship for that, you can create. So I would just say 
creation. Creation, when, even if you don't own a computer, if you are able to create something out of your hand and from your mind, that's it. You're, you are an artist. You are a creator, creator. So I would just say, whatever your mind thinks of being new, this is where you become a, a, a creator. I love that answer. And it it's very helpful for me to ask this question, um, which I was going to ask anyway, was how do you feel your work has evolved from when you started? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I would say that it has evolved in terms of me maturing into saying that, okay, you know, social media, the numbers don't matter as much, mm-hmm. but you got to change that in order to become more successful in in some ways uh, but I would say that the more um, tutorials that I see the more that I talk with other people I try to um, I really want to dabble in terms of like in- incorporating 3D for example uh, I try to do like video editing a little bit to you know try to do what others do but my own my own way so I would say that I, it it has evolved like if I just see my old uh, digital college and now it's completely different because I understand better uh, mm-hmm. the tools, for example. I understand better uh, the color correction, balancing different elements. But I every day I'm, I'm learning something new. Every day I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this. What I saw on YouTube or what I saw on different platform and I'm trying to adapt it into my, my work. That's phenomenal. I also enjoy um, hearing you speak and how you're constantly trying to evolve and grow as an artist. Mm-hmm. And that is so important, especially, um, you know, for future goals and aspirations. So I did want to know, um, where do you see yourself in the future or what do you hope to accomplish? Where do you see yourself as a creator? Yeah, that is exactly one of the questions that they ask at, <laughs> at the current workplace that I'm at. <laughs> yeah. um, I would say that I would like to become a full-time uh, freelance artist. Mm. Uh, that's what I see myself. But then again, if, if I'm able to have a stable job and to continue where I'm at and grow in, into that into that work uh, workplace, I would just say to just continue being myself, uh, create new new me- uh, not new mediums, new artwork, um, and trying to not be scared of trying new things because that's one thing that I have. It's a bad habit of me. It's like, oh, it's something new. I have to learn. I don't have time or I don't want to, mm-hmm. but sometimes I'm pushing myself uh, in the back and saying like, go, you you have to try it. So I would just say to have a certain stability in terms of either commission or growing in terms of artists and making new artwork, people purchasing it or people sharing it with their family and friend. So I don't know. I don't want to have a set plan in the future, but I know that I want to have that uh, the stability in terms of uh, getting commission, uh, my current workplace that I, I see that I'm having a lot of uh, um, evolving into it. Just like within, like within a year and a half, I'm already having a promotion and I'm moving. I, I start tomorrow in my, oh, wow. in my congratulations. New, thank you. In my new position. So, just out of the blue, it, it came like that. So, but well, not per se out of the blue. I did have feedback on why I was chosen, but then again, I never thought of 
having the that opportunity. So I just want to be surprised again with life. But if I'm able to put the effort and it brings me those opportunities, whether on the professional side or personal one, uh, I'm, I'm going to take the opportunities. That's fantastic. So we have just a few minutes, but before we conclude, we usually want to ask a few questions that are um, not so much related on your profession or your um, artistry, but mostly of things that you enjoy and you like. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to know um, if you had only one artist that was on your playlist for a month, who would it be? Oh, that's a very good uh, question. I would go with, that's difficult because I have two favorite artists that like I really relate uh, to them much. So let's uh, do the two. <laughs> so I would go with Odyssey. Uh, mm -hmm. He's originally from Washington, D.C., but okay. he moved to Brooklyn and mm -hmm. he's a Sudanese American. Oh, wow. So he's part of, uh, so I kind of relate with him of like being from Africa, but being born here. And uh, there is also Sol. So S-O-L. That's S -O -L. his real name. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, he's Haitian and Russian. But he mostly identified like, as Haitian. Uh, he was really close to his mother. And he's from uh, Seattle, Washington. Wow. So those are the two artists that I relate the most. And if I could just play their song over and over again, those would be uh, the, the two artists that I would listen back and forth. Thank you. Um you put me onto some new artists, I'm definitely going to check both of them out. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm originally from Zimbabwe, um, but I've, I've been in, born and raised in Washington and Maryland for most oh, of my okay. life. Um, what would you say if you um, were to eat <laughs> some of your uh, food from home, your cultural food, what would your ideal meal be? Couscous. Definitely. Couscous. It's like, it's so comforting eating that. And like, especially when my mom does it like, in, in the winter time, mm -hmm. it's it's the best. And we also have a, a soup, which uh, we call it herida. So it's like so it's like lentils, um, chickpeas, uh, coriander, mm. uh, meat, uh, tomato sauce, uh, garlic. You know, all the all the good stuff natural that you don't have to like necessarily. <laughs> so some people think that it's so difficult to put those uh, elements together it's just like it's super easy to do mm. it's just it takes a time it takes a lot of time to to prepare so it would be that soup or couscous Ooh, fantastic so we are um close to concluding our interview but i do want all of our listeners to have an opportunity to watch your journey and to follow your social media or support you in any kind of way. So can you share any materials that um, we can learn about more, more, learn more about who you are and your artwork? Definitely. So I do have obviously an Instagram where I post most of my work and I'm being active on there. So, you know, if anyone wants to like talk to me <laughs> on direct messages or just like comment on my pictures, uh, I have it. I have one, I have a Behance. But my Instagram is Youssef mm -hmm. and A-R-H-I. So it's like the combination of my first and last name, but instead of two Fs, it's just one F. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to learn so much about you, Youssef. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You're, you're more than welcome. Thank you very much.